baby. He's so big now, you can't even see the couch behind him. <laughs> and when he comes in the screen, right. You guys oh, are cunts. Right there. You guys are such fucking cunts. <laughs> I could hear fat jokes being played. <laughs> what fat joke? Fuck you, you weren't saying fat joke. I heard something say, look at that fat ass. Something like that, Bill. It's not your ass. Your P-H-A-T, hips, baby. Your hips look great. You got lesbian hips. It's your just hip. the up, upper torso looks like a bag of potatoes. It's, the, it's all in my family. My dad's the same way. Huge belly, upper body, fucking small ass legs. Well, you, got, you know what you look forward to in life now. Yep. Diabetes. I thought you were going to say nightly moderate blowjobs. <laughs> Ray don't get those. Mm-mm. Oh, that's right. It's only every other Wednesday. Grooming <laughs> day for Bill. Oh, from my mother you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Um, good way to, keep, way, way to keep up there, Doughboy. <laughs> Thanks. I was getting a beer. Woohoo. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Bill. We're going to call you Fat Tits Ray from now on. Oh, God. I got to go on a diet. <laughs> Uh, should we feels like the- bags of sand? <laughs> Is that from a 40 year old version? Yeah. Have you ever grabbed a Have titty? You ever <laughs> tits, man? Me so horny, me so stupid. I fucking love that movie. Great movie, super Christ. long. That was like the first, it turned legit- into wicked stupid at the end, though. When it turned into a legit love story, like I was yeah, like, yeah, All yeah. right, I'm a little done with this. Apatel, like, he just went on to make six or seven of those exact kind of plot lines for movies just 40 minutes too long trying to pull it like pull it in at the end um but yeah anyway uh should we spoil the uh we've been recording for 30 minutes we haven't done this in a year i guess it's my fault i'm gonna blame it on zoom but um we're gonna try and repeat repeat the uh the aggravation here as we move into this show uh we'll start with something that should allow us to do that but before we do that allow me to welcome to the simple mind sports show friday headlands august 20th uh if you're watching got it yeah the second time second time i got i was a little hesitant he was very well yeah i was gonna say uh if you're watching on youtube please subscribe uh if you're listening on the podcast wherever you get your podcast apple spotify uh anchor uh, follow us, subscribe, wherever you do, tell your friends. Welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. That was a sobering, oh, guys. Usually when you do that, it's like breaking news. Or and I stupid. I, like I was expecting to hear Mac Jones got in a car accident or something. <laughs> nope. Nope. Something worse. Way worse. We weren't recording. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, let's get back into it. Before we do that, we have to mention our favorite brewery in New Hampshire, White Birch Brewing in National New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get down there. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself a hat. Get yourself a cap. Uh, whatever you do, uh, get yourself some White Birch Brewing, whether it's at the brewery, whether it's at your local beer store. Tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Okay. Red Sox, let's do this again. They're deader than dead. Ray, I will start with you again. I know you didn't remember what you said. Let's see if you can do it better this time, though. Chicken uh, grease on the brain. <laughs> it gets swept uh, in New York by the Yankees. They lose their playoff position. Anthony Rizzo shoves his gigantic dong down your throat with a Bobby Dabak uh, si- plate, uh, just right side plate, just for you to swallow up afterwards. Uh, this is... 
Wait, you guys haven't heard Bobby Dalak leads the majors in OBS in August? You haven't heard oh, that? Yeah, no, no, he's stellar. Uh, we, we did have the Bobby Dabak watch for five months, see if he could get above 200. Uh, let's, let's just completely forget that for two weeks of hitting. Uh, but more importantly, Ray, you were on the Chris Sale is back, Jesus is back, the Red Sox are back train as they swept the last place Orioles. Now a few three days later, they have been swept by the Yankees. They're out of the playoff position. They have lost a 10-game lead in under a month. Uh, how you feeling about your Red Sox, Raymond? Dead. This, this, this team's dead. I, I had hope. I was, I'm the hallmark of this group. You know, I just thought there was going to be a shimmer of light. They'd pull something out, but nope, this team's dead. They've given up on the season. This pitching is atrocious. That's what Kelly says when she talks to your penis. No, and our therapist too. And uh, the nerds have officially killed baseball. Uh, not beating Tanner, that. That's fine. She doesn't listen to the show anyways. Tanner Huak uh, pitched four innings the other night. Should have went longer, but the nerds killed it because they don't want him seeing the, uh, the third after the third time around coming up the uh, batters again so yeah the nerds are killing baseball the red Sox are dead uh football season is upon us thank fucking god yeah um we said it in the non-recorded portion i agree with you on the tanner hook thing bill i know you don't but um for for good reason bill i guess if you want to side with the nerds in this but He's a nerd. He's a, but it's a, again, it's a, it's a seven inning game. You've dropped, you've won three games in 10 fucking days or whatever it is. You need a jolt. This kid's pitching. Well, your bullpen is spent. Never mind. It just sucks. Hansel and Gretel. You're throwing out there, giving up fucking 12 runs a clip. This kid's throwing the ball. Well, he needs a motivation bump. Your team needs a motivation bump, but beep, 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 beep. The calculator fucking rings in Alex Cora's hand and he's got to take him out in the fourth goddamn inning. And there goes, the game there goes the game and we can't i'm not i'm gonna make a big deal about everything this red sox team does because it all matters right now that this series if you took two or three you're firmly in a wild card position moving into the last month of the season now you're firmly out of a wild card position moving into the last month of the season so it matters it fucking matters and never mind the last game like that they they don't even goddamn show up. How many runners can they leave on base, Bill? Yeah, it's pathetic. I mean, like, I, you know, in our unrecorded version, I, you know, it's the biggest, biggest series of the year that this week against the Yankees. You had a, the makeup game after the all-star break with COVID. You know, this is where it was added in right there. And, and you saw the shortcomings of what your team did at the deadline. You saw every member or every player the Yankees picked up at the deadline make immediate impacts against your arch rival of the Red Sox, right? Joey Gallo hit a home run, fucking Anthony Rizzo lit it up the last game, and then Andrew Haney pitched last night, got a win in the third game, which the Red Sox acquisition, Kyle Schwarber, can't hit left-handed pitching, so where was he on the on the bench? On because the he's, bench. Because he's played four games since July 31st with the Red Sox, or – four games since July 5th when he went on the DL, but since you got him July 31st and it's like, again, you, you ownership, Heimblum front office. Those are the, t- those are the guys you're blaming on this, the shortcoming of this team. There's a reason you just blew a nine and a half game lead to the Yankees, you know, a four game lead to Tampa and you're out of the playoffs. You went from first to third in a month by 10 and a half, 10 games. That is in- incredible. You know, you saw that 2011, you blew it going into September when you went, what, like six and 18 or whatever fucking record he had. And it reminds me a lot like this. I've been saying the bottom's going to fall out. The bottom's going to fall out. It fell out. The 34 come from behind wins. You saw it. You're overachieving in the first half playing losing baseball. You just got lucky. Those are the games you're going to win. This series are games you should have won that you're winning in May. You're winning in June. 
You didn't see it. The team has no heart right now. And I'm sorry. Sorry. You, yeah. you just don't, they're dead, dead man it, walking. And you, and it's, it's really hard for me not to tie that back directly to the deadline. And what we, we just talked about this, the idea of this team was not worth investing in because you're seeing how they play now is bullshit because they played over their head before the deadline. Yes. But, but this, but this style of play, the way they're playing now, the lack of wins that they're getting now is way below their ability to play. So if it was just a matter of them coming back to earth, then they would have played 500 ball, a little over 500 ball, and they'd still be in the playoffs. But no, you cratered this fucking team with your lack of ability to either execute at the deadline or pay at the deadline. Either way, that has had an immediate effect on your team and your team and your players and your manager have not been able to overcome it. And uh, it's it's an abstract failure. Ten games in less than a month is nearly mathematically impossible in baseball. And this team, this Red Sox team, this ownership has done it fucking twice in a decade. So going back to the chicken and, and beer extravaganza to now, which this one is not as bad because they're not as good, but it's still ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. And I didn't say this. Let me just go off a little bit more on the John uh, 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 Henry situation who might be in Alaska, but firmly doesn't give a shit about this fucking Red Sox team. Time to sell, baby. Larry Lucchino, let's go Boston. Let's go Red Sox. Where are you? Nowhere. Tom Warner, suck a dick. These guys don't have fucking shit to do with this Red Sox team. It's time to sell. Your four World Series after 04. Bill, I was thinking about this today. The the Bill James, this this whole thing, 2007, weren't they weren't they the most like just straightforward business team that you can think of? What was their real identity? Have this has this team had a real identity since 2004, other than 13, which was a 2013 was a fucking shot in the dark Boston Marathon. David Ortiz took your team on the back, and that was it. But you talk about the other 07, they were just analytically put together from front to back, the best team in baseball, 2018, the same thing. So I just, and then, and then you've, and then you've had fifth last five last place uh, finishes in between. Like the team lacks fucking identity and your, and your, your core of your franchise comes from the top. Look at the Patriots. So this is why we've always had a problem since after the 04 with John Henry and this ownership group, and it's reached the fever pitch now. It's reached a big-ass fever pitch now because these guys don't give a shit anymore. Sorry, go ahead. I wasn't paying attention. No problem. <laughs> no, I can tell. You're no, both I'm on just... your fucking phones. I don't know if you're sending each other dick pics or not as I went off on this. But let me give no, – no, 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 give... no, but no, I, I kind of agree. I think, like – and that's the problem, and that's why you saw Heim Bloom get hired. You know, that's the one where it's like build the team, the identity, build your farm system. You're up to the ninth best farm system in, in the majors. Marcel Mayo's the, the number ninth best prospect in the majors. So this is some of the things that the Red Sox ownership is going to be happy about. This is like the, they're trying to build like the Dodgers. You look at the Dodgers the last four or five years. You look at the Astros, these teams that are going to be good every year. And it, it just I don't, I don't get it. I'm pissed off of this ownership. I don't give a shit. They won four World, World Series. John Henry could go suck a bag of dicks for all I care. Like, I'm just tired of it. Yeah, him and his young wife, they can fucking come all over the Boston Globe for while they're at it. I know you guys Correct don't like England. soccer at all, but obviously with the Liverpool thing and the uh, Super League they're trying to create, I heard there's going to be some heavy-duty lawsuits. Do you think that uh, 
John Henry's trying to save a pretty penny because he's know he's going to get. Yes. Paid. Yes. Yeah. It's all money, right? It's the, there's a new CBA coming with to... baseball. We oh, also yeah. we saw the Yankees yeah. trying to stay under the, the luxury tax. Um, the, everyone's crying poor because of COVID, which is bullshit. Fuck you. Major league baseball teams and professional athletes crying and professional uh, sports owners crying poor because of COVID. Fuck. How much you. money do you think like a team spends a year? Like I know the Red Sox just on payroll is like 200 million, but like everything else, travel, hotels, all that shit. And especially in a COVID short year when you played 60 games, how much money, like I get you're losing fan attendance. I get you're losing probably advertising or whatever, but like how much real money are they losing? Like in a 60 game season, like, you know what I'm saying? No. Like, yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's um, well, baseball won't open up their books, so we don't know, but the, the what you know that baseball is a big uh a ticket sale sport right same as hockey so you know their game attendance does account for a decent Dude, amount i paid 45 dollars to sit in the bleachers for the yankees game there you go well <laughs> either way that you know it concession but they're not in the they're not in the red their their yeah. margins are just smaller they're worth 2.3 billion dollars how much is the, the billion dollar tv contract that you just that's your fucking money it's not the couple hundred million or a couple of uh, uh, tens of millions that you're making in ticket sales your margins are just smaller so maybe whatever fucking ceo is running whatever portion of the team doesn't get a big enough bonus that year fuck that i, I don't want to get in and the they own nesson let's like if the red sox are trying to cry poverty you own your fucking network and you still get money from the major league baseball network you get money from their tv deal and you own your own 80 percent of the fucking or 75 percent whatever they own in nested so it's like if they're crying poverty you own your network how much money is that it that fucking network making they don't do shit for shows charlie Moore outdoors and other fucking shit like that Uh, that could play that could play (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, John Henry and in uh, taking into consideration the soccer, right? Liverpool is not short for money either. So, no, of course uh, not. But you know he's gonna have to pay a lot of legal fees. Well, yeah, yeah, and no. all that shit. Your original point before we went off is a good one that all of that is tied into the decision making with the Boston Red Sox and their lack of ability to do anything or want to do anything at the deadline, which has led to their demise. However, let me give you one ray of sunshine here in a couple minutes, um, to, uh, uh, because. Uh, football season's here, but it's a it's a few weeks to the regular season, so baseball's still on my mind. Let's see if we can sneak into the playoffs, shall we? Let me give you the remainder of the schedule, what I think is going to happen. You've got 15 games left against last place to second to last place teams in the Rangers, Orioles, Twins, and Nationals. I'm going to say you win those series, which means two out of three. That's 10 wins. You've got six games against the Indians. They're an under 500 team. Terry Francona has uh, left because of health reasons. They seem to be mailing it in. Let's say you get four to six wins there. You got three games against the White Sox. Great team. Bill, you and I have them going to the World Series. Oh, they're healthy. Let's say you don't get swept. Let's say you don't get swept. That's one win. Three games against the Mariners. They're okay. Let's see. Positive thinking. Pick up two wins. Two games against the Mets, split. Seven games against the Rays. This could make or break your season, but let's give them three wins out of seven. Okay? I'm going one and six. That's probably close to the bone, but let's mm-hmm. let's go with me a little bit. Three games of the Yankees, I'll give them one. Can, can you not get swept by the Yankees again in the biggest series of the year? Let's give them one win there. Bill, that's, 
right? That's 22 wins out of 39 games. That's playing 564 ball. I think they got to play around 600 ball to sneak into the playoffs. You're fighting with the athletics and the Yankees for the wild card spot. And by playoffs, I mean, get into that wild card game, give Chris sale the ball, see if you can get into a divisional round and see what happens. Do I think it's going to happen? I do. Do you know why? Because this is the perfect season for Heim Bloom and John Henry, those cheap bucks to claim victory for the Red Sox to get into a playoff game when they were only supposed to win 83 games, according to Billy Baseball. So they're going to they're go on this great run and give us all this momentum before the All-Star break and the deadline. They're going to shit their pants and they're going to backdoor into a playoff game and they're going to and they're going to claim success across the city of Boston. You know what that That's sounds like? Prediction. You know what that sounds like? Every month when I step on the scale and I said, you know what? I need to go on a diet. I'm going to lose five pounds. And then the next month comes and I gain Show five pounds. Show me potato salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you have is optimism, my friend. I'm glad it's positive, but this is going to be a really bad rest of the month for you. You think that's what? optimism? I, I, I just painted you like the worst case scenario. Yeah, but you think they're actually going to pull out some of these uh, series wins? They're not going to win. This team is mentally checked out. They're done. They're pissed off Ka-ka. at management. Yeah, they are caca. They, they're pissed that management didn't go out and get what they needed to address, like a bullpen, a first baseman that can actually play. So, yeah, I think they're done. They're they're just giving up on the season. Dawbuck leads the league in OPS since, since can August I just, 1st. Can I just give you uh, – this is not optimism, but uh, I just think um, they were they – were, they swept the Orioles to the last place team. They should be relegated. I get that. But that, but they're playing 15 of those teams. They're playing 15 of those games. So they could win some of those games just by showing up because they're better. And they were also in that first game in New York in the doubleheader. And they shit it away. In the bottom of the seven, in the top of the seventh, they had bases loaded with no outs. And they shit their pants. Well, Nick th- Pavetta lasting one and two-thirds inning last night didn't really help either. <laughs> no, well, Nick Pavetta is every other game he's good. So next time he comes up, he should be he's okay. Be- He'll pitch four really strong innings, and we'll give him a and fucking medal of honor. Yeah. Uh, I just I just think that I don't think this team has quite quit. I don't think they've quit. And, and Ray, God damn it, I think Chris Sale will have a little bit of an impact and they're <laughs> not totally quitting this season. Well, and by Jesus Christ here? And by that, I mean that they're not going to go gangbusters. Need Jesus. That's what the Red Sox need. Jesus. They're not going to go gangbusters, but they were in these games. They just didn't. That's finish. Tuesdays at Irene's. <laughs> they were in these games, but they didn't finish the way they were in the season. And I don't think that they're good enough to, to go. But they're playing enough bad teams where I think that a non-quitting team can win enough to push for the playoffs. Never mind. The Yankees are going to beat up on, on each other on the AL East and the athletics lost one of their best pitchers getting his face smashed in by a baseball. And they are known to choke <laughs> shit away themselves. So that's, this is where my thought process comes in with the Red Sox and why I believe they will be in a playoff game. Come, uh, come the October. Right. How high are you right now? Not very. No. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Great. Raymond. <laughs> Yes, sir. It is the second preseason game for the your New England Patriots. Our New England Patriots. Our New England Patriots. Um, obviously, all our eyes uh, are on the quarterback position. Still, I think that that is um, wavering just a bit. Um, I, I think, you know, at this point, reports out of camp, the way that Belichick's talking, the way that the reps are going, Cam Newton will be the starter uh, in week one. But for how long will he be the starter? I think it does raise some questions for this game and what it looks like. Does Bill get 
the Belichick, Belichick I'm talking about, does he get unique in the reps that he gives him? By that, I mean, does Cam Newton get quarter number one with the with the ones? Does Mac Jones get quarter number two with the ones? Or is it more traditional Mac Cam Newton gets the half? Of course, this is a new preseason where there's only three games instead of four. We don't know exactly what the dress rehearsal is going to look like where normally it would be the third game. Yeah, we could get to watch it if you fucking hit record 20 minutes earlier. Thanks, Bill. You're uh, welcome. So I ask you, Ray, your uh, impressions or what you're looking for uh, for the Patriots in uh, preseason game number two, it's specifically uh-huh. with the with the quarterback. Yeah, you're just going to want to see who outperforms. I mean, Cam Newton didn't have a really great uh, first preseason game. That strip sack, that was the end of his uh, day right there. And Mac shine 13 for 16 or 17? 18. 18. And uh, looked really good. You know, those uh, 89 blue- yards. Patriots blueprint right there. You know, short, you know, sl- slant routes, quick throws. You know, he was looking great. So now tonight's the night. If Cam goes out there and lays another egg and looks like shit, that's another step forward for Mr. Mac Jones. I'm expecting to see Cam Newton come in and light it up tonight against Philadelphia. I'm rolling Cam Newton right into the regular. Come on, that's not a question. I'm Ryan Cam Newton right into the regular season. You're going in three and one against Tom Brady. I expect Cam Newton to leave that game five and one. Championship Cam Newton this year. Let's go, baby. There you go, Bill. Let's start it. Kyrie Irving guy. Let's start it tonight. Oh shit, I forgot everything I just said about Cam. I'm out. I want Mac Jones to dominate tonight. I don't want any part of Cam Newton for the rest of the fucking year. Guy can't throw. He did not look good against a shit Washington team. Redskins, Deadskins, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Four-skins. Even in the two two series. Shalom. And like that's the big problem with this. <laughs> I can't. You just oh, always, that was, that you was always the... fuck me up, dude. You it's this I'm getting a roll and fucking Ray just does something stupid. Yeah, no, that was a just... that was a classic billy two-face you snip snap on a dime and it was excellent it was going really great and uh chuckles down there you lost it but uh it is cam newton cam newton will start game number one he'll probably start most of the first half of the season but we'll see how it goes and this is where the confirmation starts to come in i talked about the beat reporters and everyone else reporting no this fucking mouthpiece it has been one of the most reliable pieces of information of what's going to happen. Such a cunt, though. I already know you're going to talk Patriots about. Patriots camp. And who I'm talking about is Mike Lombardi, who apparently two days ago, Bill Belichick spent I'm surprised all... he's. I'm surprised he's taking Bill's dick out of his mouth long enough to fucking <laughs> spew all this shit. Well, the NFL network does not uh, have ownership to Bill's dick, so for him to get it paid, he has to. Uh, here's his quote. Uh, quote, if you're Belichick, do you put Mac in to start the season? Question mark. And then if Mac struggles and doesn't look good, are you going to bench him? And then how do you get him back in how how do you renew his confidence you're better off being patient you're better off letting the crops in the field grow you're better off letting it have a little more time to sink its roots Hmm. i mean what a fucking irene every time i'm gonna just i'm just gonna cut that one yeah that was was another reach that was a reach yeah you know you you're swinging you miss every now and then. It was a heat check. Yeah. It was a heat check. You were uh, lighting yeah. it up. You're, and now, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're still hitting at a, a Hall of Fame level on the Irene jokes. Yeah. Uh, but, Ray, you have to take Mike Lombardi's word basically straight from the uh, mouth, from the lips of Bill Belichick. Clearly, this is, a, is his approach uh, to slow play Mac Jones onto the field officially, but to fast track his development probably from what he would like to do, which mm-hmm. – Makes sense, frankly. Make like, if you date back, 
to before the draft, way before the draft. Mac Jones, people were talking about as a second round pick. And then all of a sudden, San Francisco started talking about drafting him and trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And now the guy gets gets, you know, snatched up by uh, the Patriots at 15. Rich, we lost him. No, I'm here. I'm listening to you. So I just <laughs> you're just staring off to the left or the right. Sorry. I, up something real quick. I just think that um you know I, I, I don't I don't have a problem with Bill slow playing Mac Jones to get him on the field as a starter, but in the meantime, you're dealing with Cam Newton. So I, I don't know if you have the <clears throat> leeway. I don't know if you have the leeway. Uh, to lose the games if Cam Newton's reasonably losing games. Not saying he's going to be. You have an easy schedule to start, but um, your thoughts on Lombardi and uh, Cam Newton's going to start. So He's not hearing it from Bill Belichick. He's hearing it from his son, who's the wide receivers coach, who's giving him all this information about who's going to start because obviously he knows week one starter already. It's already in the book. It's going to be Cam Newton. But hopefully in the two weeks before the first game in the last preseason game with the New York Giants, something miraculous happens and just Cam – I don't know. It's not going right? to happen, but let that's me the only way this. it's going to, it's the only way that Matt well, Jones the only way it's going to happen is if Cam gets hurt, but Ray, yes. let me, do they have Cam Newton's going to start week one. He's probably going to start through week four. Week five is, is the pillar. Everyone's looking at post uh, Brady. I don't even look at that. When's their, their, their bye weeks late. So don't oh, look at really? that, but half the Eight season, or nine, right? Oh no. 11. No, it's, it's like 11, 11, week or, 11 yeah, or 12 or something. Oh yeah, it is. It's late this year. Yeah. So I'm looking halfway through the season. So let's just push that aside. Let's just assume that Cam Newton is going to be there and let's take away the Cam versus Mac and just the way the Patriots generally approach uh, seasons for 20 years with Tom Brady, which is here's training camp. The first four weeks of the season is an extended training camp. Do they have that luxury? Because the first part of their, their schedule is kind of caked in a, a third of their wins. We, we have them at four and one, five and one, maybe six and oh, if you can squeeze one out from Brady, if you have positive thinking. He's a turd. And that's, and that's assuming that you can win low scoring games with Cam Newton as your starter. Can they afford to do that? I mean, if they start out 0-2, do you have to start then going, oh, fuck, Mac Jones, you know, it's time for Mac. It's time for Mac. The slow play works if you had a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. You're seeing it out there in San Francisco with Trey Lance. The slow play with Mac Jones works if you had that. Not with Cam Newton. Not with Brian Hoyer. You can't slow play this. You just spent $225 million this offseason to to build a talent on this roster. You didn't come in to slow. You shouldn't come in to slow play a quarterback. That's clearly outperforming Cam Newton. You saw it. I believe it was the first practice against Philadelphia. They brought Cam Newton in for one red zone play after Mac Jones was leading the first team offense, took him right out. And he was visibly frustrated with his hands in the air and basically questioning why he wasn't, he was coming out after one play in the red zone. It seems like they're kind of setting him up for that little gadget shit that that uh, New Orleans used to run with Taysom Hill, which I think we've all kind of said it, it's not a terrible idea. Give him a huge running back and a guy that you could kind of run some gadget plays out of. It's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. frustrating. You can hear it in all of our voices. We're, com- we're trying to come up with some type of scenario where this is going to be okay. And the only scenario I can give you, Ray, is their first three games are against shitbag teams. And, we saw Cam Newton beat the Miami Dolphins in week one of last year, basically running a high school offense, taking it off tackle every third play. 
Um, can you do that again this year? I don't know. You also have the Jets and they play the Saints, right? In the in the third game at home. So there because of your competition, you can very easily start three and oh, two and one. Um, but if you're two and two after the after the Brady game and Cam Newton has looked like shit, can you afford to continue this? quasi training camp into the season as the Patriots have liked to do in the past with Jesus. Brady. Yeah, I mean, that answer is pretty obvious, right? Uh-huh. And it's no. like, you can't, you can't wait to the buy either. It's December 13th. Oh yeah. Fuck. No, for fucking, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Cause you got a two week gap for between the bills and the Colts. Just kind of looking at the schedule right now. And it's, that seems like you got the fucking, the buy in December with a 17 game schedule week 13. I mean, you can't, you know, it would be nice if you had to buy, you know, week six, week seven, something like that, where you can make it, you can make a change there. But now it's like, it's, it's tough because you're hoping to fight for a playoff spot. You spent a lot of money on that defense. You shirt up your front seven. And if you get Stefan Gilmore back and healthy, I mean, your defense is the strength of the team. So you potentially could win games with Cam Newton struggling in low scoring games, but you're, but you saw the difference from Mac Jones and Cam Newton in, in game one in the preseason. It looks like a totally different offense. It kind of looks back to that old two thousands offense where quick, quick, quick throws, quick slants, timing routes that you cannot run with Cam Newton. So you can't, it's hard. I don't understand how they can have two completely opposite different quarterbacks where you have a completely different offense. It doesn't, doesn't make, it sense, doesn't make sense. It Ravens doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The Ravens it, did it though with Joe Flacco and uh, Lamar Jackson. There's teams that have done it. Yeah. Yes, but they then did. they went to Lamar Jackson and they, they still built the offense around. I just don't understand. But they like, already had that system in place and it happened halfway through the season. Uh, it's a good comp, right? It's a good in the opposite direction, right? It's like you start out with a uh, vanilla passing offense, and you. Move it's easier to go running Lamar. offense when you have a running quarterback than it is to go from a running offense to a passing offense. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's easier to go. I disagree when a- because I believe when Mike Vick got arrested for the dog thing and Matt Schaub came in, he fucking lit it up on a running Matt scheme. Schaub did let a light. Light it up, dude. He also set a record for most pick sixes in NFL history. Fuck that was that years Schaub. later. The that other thing, uh, can I add something to you with the Mac Jones thing? The thing that wait, uh, wasn't Matt Schaub with Houston? No, he started out in Atlanta. He started in Atlanta, right? Years later, you deserved yeah. a mute there. I feel like, yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing, too, that Tommy Kern came out with that Mac has to, uh, he's going against himself because he hasn't really fucked up at all. He hasn't had like one of those bad games or bad practices yet. And you don't want him to go to the first game and go three and out, three and out, you know, interception kind of thing, and then see what happens and ruin him pretty much. But I feel like you just got to let him go. You just, uh, this kid's a first round pick. If yeah. it doesn't work, but it's, I think, address it next year. I think I mentioned this last week. It's a lot to do with Cam Newton, too, or Monday, whatever. It was, it's, I think it's a lot to do with Cam Newton. So it's like, if you're not going to start him, you're cutting him, right? You're going to cut him before week one because I think we all agree his attitude and piss poorness will shine bright. No, I think, I think you're going to get a, Better attitude, Cam, if you let him start the season and then bench him for poor play, if he was legitimately poor play. But, I mean, if you look, I, I, I've i th- thought Mac Jones has outplayed him, you know, but you read some guys and they're kind of neck and neck, right? So if you think about it that way, it's like I think you're getting a better attitude, Cam, if you bench him halfway through the season and go to Mac. Uh, but I, and I You'll think have a that's, bad attitude either way. No, I don't Bill, think but, so. But Bill's point is valid to the point where I, I, I don't think that if Cam Newton is not the starter, I don't think he can be on this team if he's not injured. We mentioned this in the last show, um, I, I think. But if Bill Belichick is looking at it, I think that if he goes to Mac, he needs to know that this is it. 
we're going and we're not moving. We're not moving backwards. We're moving forwards. And he may be hesitant to do that developmentally from Mac Jones perspective, physically from his perspective, he's a rookie quarterback. He's small on the small side. So he may look at it and go, this kid's not ready to really play NFL football yet. And I can't go back and forth with Cam Newton, not because of Mac Jones psyche, which I love, by the way, everything out of camp. This guy is a fucking stud, Mm -hmm. but because of Cam Newton's psyche, I can't I can't pinball Cam Newton. If if Cam Newton loses starting job, he's gone. He's out of the locker room. So he (laughs) Bill Belichick maybe thinks in his mind, if I go to Mac, this is it. It's one move and that's it. So I don't That's, think he's out of the locker room, especially if he, oh, he loses. Has to be. Oh, if he loses, disagree. I think he's yeah, gone. he has to be gone. He, if I he's think just before before room. week if he's before benched, week one. Bill, if he's benched, if he's benched in week five after losing to Tom Brady, he's gone. Either he's way, gone. either way, if he doesn't, if he's not the starter week one or uh, halfway through the season, you have to cut him. You have to just get rid of him. All right, that's a lot. Of, we've done a lot of quarterback. Jones. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's a lot of quarterback talk, and I think we're all everyone's kind of on the same page there. I, in uh, a minute or less, I want to talk about the Gilmore thing because he's still not on the field, and um, uh, you've got Gilmore camp and you got the Patriots camp. I lean a little bit towards the Patriots camp here. This guy is in his 30s. He's coming off a quad injury. He's yet to touch the field, but he wants a raise. Um, they got the money to pay him. They probably should pay him. But shouldn't he just show a little faith and go out there and practice for a fucking couple days? Pay that man his money. Just bump him up for a year and then revisit this shit last year. You've done it with Brady. You did it with Gronk. The last two major guys on your team that wanted money. Give him the fucking money. Bump him up this year. Make him happy. You're a better team. You need him as the number one corner. J.C. Jackson is a great number two, but he's not a number one guy. You need Gilmore on the field because your depth at cornerback is taking a hit. You're, I, I, I just... Can I give you though, Bill? Do we know that he's still a number one quarterback? Now I, I I'm with you. I assume that he is probably when healthy still, last year. He had he's a five, still your best quarterback, but he blew his quad and he's yeah. in his 30s. Like yeah, but a quad's not an ACL. From, it's that's not just like us a, being idiots going, dude. You're coming off a major leg injury in your 30s as a cornerback. Like cornerbacks, just as healthy as you can be in their early 30s, start to dip off, and you blew your quad. Can't you go show me something? Like what? He might suck. He might just suck. Totally agree. I expect him to be on the pup until week six, honestly, because if especially if the Patriots aren't revisiting contract talks with him, he's going to slow play this. You start him on week six, you know, put, is it week put him six on or pup. eight this year? Six. six. Okay. What's so, it, right, when if, are you eligible for a uh, uh, year of eligibility? You know what? There's you have to play so many games, so it counts as your year. You usually have to play. Before the 17 games, it was weeks. Uh, you had to play six games to count. He might for, lose one. That was a that someone reported that earlier this year. If he didn't come to training camp, he might lose some eligibility. But he's already there. No, he gets he's fined. The, he gets fined or something like that. Okay. He's well, either let's not get lost in the minutiae because we're we're late on this anyway. Um, but Ray, should the Patriots just go make a move and get uh, one more piece for cornerback? I heard I heard Greg Bedard talk about this. Go make a move. Uh, bring in some cornerback to solidify your depth and let. Let Gilmore sit on the bench and see what he looks like in week seven. They tried it with Wes Welker, too. You remember when they franchise tagged him and they benched him week one and they were trying to ease him back in and Julian Edelman broke his foot. And then they really – that was what they tried to do with Edelman. I mean, uh, Welker. The year before he was gone on a franchise tag. they well, And Welker turned like a puddle. So what do you think, Ray? Should they do that with Gilmore, too? 
No, I think what you said is absolutely correct. They have to go out there and get another corner, make them be like, oh, shit, we really don't need you. You're not worth that kind of money. And then when he comes back, you have a fucking pissed off Gilmore that's going to want to outshine him, you know, so he's playing for his next contract next year. I think that would be the best bet for this whole they team. They did it with Malcolm Butler, too. Yeah. Right in I'd Butler's move in that face. Direction. I'd move in that direction, Bill, because I, I, do, I do think that, like I get it in the NFL, you work for every dollar and um, not everyone's guaranteed. And the last year's pay bump for Gilmore was not necessarily a raise, but an ex- an extension or, or an advance, blah, 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 blah. You blew your fucking quad and you had a bad year. Come out here and prove it, dude. You signed a contract. You're at the end of it. If you want a new one, prove it. This like, it's a show me what you got now league. So I'm, I'm with it. Go just go get me some. I'm with the go trade a fourth round pick for a fucking a good, cornerback yeah. and see what Stefan Gilmore does. I'm with you. Um, okay. Let's move on to that. La- oh, before we do that, we, I do have to talk about our favorite um, uh, CBD provider back to basics, uh, back to basics. Dr. Tom has provided bill with ever longing um, relief from his bad wing on what do you use bill? Uh Topical. Just so you can rub topical. on better yet. Ray, you have uh uh, tranquilized your dog, your shitty dog, with mm-hmm. Dr. Tom's medicine. What and a shitty get? name. Yes. Uh, he got the – it's just for the pets. It's for the dogs. It's just a CBD oil. You put in their food to, either once or twice a day, depending on how big they are. Boom. Done. And also, uh, newsflash, my mother now got some stuff from Dr. Tom. She got some gummies and a free You are all aware of Sweet Irene, who we uh, constantly – Sweet, sweet But Irene. let's take one time. Let's take one – uh, iota here, Bill, and just uh, golf clap for Irene for taking taking this whole thing for years like a champ. Uh, obviously, it's all in jest, but I remember when Ray tried to ass. buy her some stuff in Denver, and Big Ray was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> well, now <laughs> she's so all bad. some some real shit. Now she's all for as long as it's from Doctor Tom. I would be too. The best CBD in New England. Go to backtobasicsllc.com. That's B A K. The number two basicsllc.com. With every order, you get a free sample. Say it again, free sample. That's an absolute no-brainer. Go get your dog medicine. Go get your bad wing medicine. Go get your mom some tranquilizers. Whatever you need. Talk to Doctor Tom at backtobasics.com. I could use a little bit. Because over that the uh, when the hell did this happen? Beginning of the week, uh, Tuesday or was it Monday yeah, night? Uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I'm talking of of course about the Marcus Smart extension for the Boston Celtics, four years, seventy seven point two million dollar extension that has a lot of people going haywire one way or another. Ray, I know you have some opinions about it, uh, so I throw it over to you. your initial reactions to Marcus Smart being signed to a four year extension. It was one of those things that at first look at it, it was a bad thing. I was pissed because it was either Marcus Smart or Bradley Beal because next year, obviously, now you lost that uh, max uh, contract position, so you couldn't sign Bradley Beal for a free agent. But then Rich started talking me off the ledge, so now I'm kind of liking it because it's a great trade deal that if you did want to go get a superstar, now you can make the money work, and you have that trade kicker in there as well to make Marcus Smart happy, so – I am now for this deal because Rich talked me off the ledge. It's not hard to talk Ray into whatever you want him to do. Nope. Uh, Bill, as the uh, anti-basketball NBA uh, enthusiast, 
your thoughts on Marcus Smart. Get him off the fucking team. It was so fucking stupid. Four years, $77 million. It's fucking dumb. I understand you traded Evan Fournier for a trade exemption that you can't combine with Marcus Smart to get a guy like fucking Bradley Beal or another goddamn superstar. It's fucking horseshit. Save the the salary cap space. He's a cancer. He is testicular fucking cancer to this goddamn team. Get him off. I don't get him off. Get him off the fucking team. None of us wanted him signed. None of us. I don't give a Ray. Get back on your fucking ledge because you don't want him off. You want him off. You want him on his fucking team. I don't think the Jays like him. I think Tatum fucking hates him. I think Brad, Brad's the guy that likes him. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Jalen Brown fucking FaceTime and scary Terry. Who do you, would you rather have right now? Scary Terry at $94 million or Marcus Smart? I'm taking Terry Rozier every day of the week over fucking Marcus Smart. This is dumb, 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 dumb. And I'll give you 77.4 million reasons why it's dumb. His name is Marcus Smart. Dumb. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I didn't want him to. I'm not going to say I started the trade Marcus Smart movement a couple years, a year and a half ago, whenever we started this. But we also said he was the captain of the team. No, oh, just one game. That Toronto game, you look at it, look like shit after. But I, the, the uh, yeah, look, I think that he is a problem uh, chemistry-wise in the locker room. Um, there was some conspiracy theories floated out there. Jason Tatum sent him an Instagram, uh, hallelujah, hands up, whatever. Uh, Jalen Brown did not. Maybe he Jason, liked it, though. Okay, he liked it. Maybe Jason Tatum wants Who smart. gives a Fuck. Maybe Jalen Brown is the guy out. I think that that is a mistake. Either way, uh, let's let those cards fall as they may. And we'll talk about it more on another night because we're late. I'll just say this about the Marcus Smart signing. Um, it, you, you, you were going to start the season with Marcus Smart. Okay. He, he, he was either going to be a guy that was an expiring deal that you let go in order to open up cap space to sign a max contract, or that was it. The, he, he was not going to be moved this year. So you were starting this year with Marcus Smart, no matter what. So now you're smarting, you're starting this year with Marcus Smart, getting $19 million a year with a trade kicker. And I have to imagine that a conversation was had with this guy over the last several months that, look, Marcus, here's the deal. So I'm shooting you, the fucking basketball. You need to understand your role. This is what we want your role to ble- be, yada, yada, yada. Here's Aime Udoka. He's a defensive guy. You're a defensive player. We want you to focus on that part of your game. If you can do that, we want you to be part of the Boston Celtics. But, oh, by the way, if you can't, here's a 15% trade kicker because we might send your ass out of the fucking town if you keep shooting 22 shots in, in a, uh, in a uh, clinching series game. I have to imagine that conversation was had. I have to imagine Brad Stevens knows exactly the type of player that that's the, that Marcus oh, Smart golly, is. Cheek golly, Marcus Smart. Please stop shooting. Marcus Smart is not a guy that you've watched Gordon Hayward basically walk away for nothing. You watch Al Horford basically walk away for nothing. You watch Kemba Walker walk away basically for nothing. You had to give up a first-round pick. Can you let another guy, Marcus Smart, is, say what you want about him. He's a two-time All-NBA defender. You want to let another guy walk out of the system for fucking nothing? Sign yes. him. See if you can be part of a sign and trade. That's the only way you're probably going to give Bradley Beal anyway, because you have all of these assets. You got to dump to clear the space. See if he can be part of a piece to be moved. I have I have to imagine Brad Stevens is looking ahead, saying, if there's a if there's a deal possible, Marcus Smart will be a part of it. And if not, then we will try to trade him down the line. If he's part of this team at the end of next season, moving the offseason, then I will bash him for this move. But right now, I think it was the only way to go. 
Because you get Marcus Smart trying to in a contract year, Bill. You get Marcus Smart in a contract year without a contract. Good fucking luck getting him not to shoot. Good luck. Now hey, he's Bill. got 19 million for three years in a row. He doesn't have to shoot. Bill, would you pay a guy uh, that's averaged 10.2 points a game, uh, three assists, and four blocks? Depends on the player. Uh, Marcus Smart. No. <laughs> This has been the Civil Mind Sports Show, Friday headlines, August 20th. We'll catch you on Sunday. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Good rant. Very good rant. I didn't fuck it up with a stupid joke this time. Yeah, well done. Very high. That's usually what happens is, you know, we get on good points and then you just ruin them all by just being here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. No.